This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. So there are many challenges in marriage. But have you ever wondered, what are the hardest things for husbands to overcome? We're going to talk about that in today's episode. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Husband's Coach's Corner, the podcast that teaches husbands how to love their wife every day and become better men in the process. I'm your host, Chris Scott, a.k.a. The Husband Coach. Welcome back to the Husband Coach's Corner, the podcast designed for husbands to learn how to love their wife every day and because of it, becoming better men in the process. Now, today we're talking about the hardest things for a husband to overcome in marriage. Now, if you haven't already, sign up for the newsletter so you can get this week's drill. And along with that, you'll get the wife journal, both of these items 100% free, and you'll get the drills every single week uh, that the episodes are released. And then the last thing, I just ask that If you're listening to this podcast on a platform that allows you to follow or like or comment, uh, please do so. It just helps get this information into the hands of those who may be looking for it. And on that same note, if you know someone who would benefit from this information, please share it with them. All right. So let's get right into it. The very first thing is isolation or leaving your wife alone. Now, Before I go into the notes, I just want to mention that this may not be a thing that every single husband is experiencing, but this is a big thing that leads to uh, divorce. It's a big thing that leads to marital issues overall. And that's the reason why it is on the list, because we as husbands have an opportunity to directly combat against that. And today we're going to talk about how. So, uh... Bottom line, there are a lot of men who enjoy their independence, their uh, solitude, if you will. And because of that, we tend to edge our wife out and we go hang out with the boys or we go on long hunting or fishing trips, things of that sort. Right. And maybe this is this is something that I've been guilty of for years. Uh, I spend a lot of time in my home office. I mean, look, I'm in my home office right now. Uh, at the current moment, it is seven o'clock in the morning and my family isn't up. I wake up early so I can have this time and then be able to spend time with my girls, my wife and my daughters later on in the day. So, you know, there's ways of overcoming this particular situation. However, is going to require you to do a little bit of something in order to make it happen. And that's what we're going to talk about. So one of the things that I think a lot of men are challenged with in this particular situation is we don't pay attention to what it is that we're doing to our wives when we go off and we do our own thing or we isolate them. Now, Our wives, they want to connect with us on a very deep and intimate level. In order for them to do that, they need to be in our presence, right? So 
I understand that there are jobs that may take you away from spending time with your wife on a consistent basis. That makes perfect sense, right? If you have to go away on a consistent basis because your job requires you to travel, you're a truck driver or you're a pilot or something of, uh, along those sorts, right? It makes sense that you have to spend time away from your wife. But there are ways that you can capitalize on the opportunities when you are with your wife that she feels loved. You're going to become a better man in the process. Your marriage is going to benefit and she's going to feel like she means the world to you. And that's essentially what we always want our wives to feel, that they mean the world to us. Okay, so how do we do this? Well, when you're home, be present with your wife. I know that that sounds very uh, generalistic in its approach, but the truth is when you are at home, be present with your wife. Do things with her. I've talked about this in the past. If your wife is cooking, maybe sit at the counter and just talk to her while she's cooking. Uh, if your wife is watching a TV show, even if you are not interested in that TV show, be with her. Watch the TV show because it's not the show that you're interested in. It is taking interest in your wife that's going to get you the brownie points here. All right. And if you don't like brownies, just fill that in with something else that you do enjoy eating or that you do enjoy. And those are the points that you're going for. Bottom line, we're looking for ways to fill our wives' love tank while we are at the house and we're not isolating her. That's the moral of the story. We don't want to isolate our wives and make her feel like we don't want to be anywhere near her. This is one of the biggest issues that I think men face because we just don't know how to connect with our wives. So the easiest thing that we can do is stay away from them because, you know, it's like, well, if I make sure that you have a house, you got food, you got clothes, you're good. I did my husbandly duties, right? No, that's not how it works. Our wives want to connect with us. So we have to make sure that we're not isolating them. The next thing is withholding from our wives. This is along the same lines, you know, isolation and withholding probably go together. When we withhold from our wives, what we're really doing is we don't want to go into a deeper conversation about something that may be embarrassing or something that may be sensitive to us because it's like our masculinity, right? We can't let our wives know this secret about us. And because she's going to know it, then I'm exposed. And, you know, we it's a sense of vulnerability. Men, we hate to be vulnerable. Most men, you know, I, I get uncomfortable, even though I'm OK with being vulnerable with my wife. Sometimes I feel like a little kid just trying to tell her how I really feel about things. And, you know, hey, if you are experiencing that, uh, then I understand exactly what you're going through. It's not easy, but it is absolutely something that can be overcome and you can do it. All right. So what are some ways that we can overcome this withholding? Right. Uh, and when we withhold, I, I didn't mention this, but when we withhold, 
our wives, they want, they can sense that there's something deeper and then they feel like they're shut out and that drives them away. And that can be its own form of isolation. That's what I was trying to say about isolation withholding can go together. So what we want to do is invite them into our lives and be open with them, be vulnerable, but also be honest and say, hey, this is a very sensitive thing that I'm about to share with you. And I need you to safeguard this. When you do that, one, you set the tone. And then two, you're building confidence in your wife and she's building trust and confidence in you. So there's like this uh, double layer of confidence and trust that's being built. And now you can share in these experiences together. Uh, and, you know, it just helps you to connect. She feels connected with you, which means she's going to share more likely the things that she wants to be connected with you about. This is just 101. How do I connect with my wife and give her something that no other person or at least hopefully no other woman uh, has learned about you, right? And share that with your wife. Now, the next one is apologizing. And I know when I say the word apologizing, some men are like, ah, why do I need to apologize to my wife, right? Look, you need to apologize to your wife because it builds the one, it builds the trust, right? Uh, we just talked about withholding. And one of the things that we withhold is our apologies at time. And when we withhold our apologies, what we're really doing is we're saying, I'm not responsible for the things that I do that cause a situation that hurt my wife. Let that sink in for a second. What you are saying is I am not responsible for the things that I did in a situation that hurt my wife. Now, that is in direct opposition of what I teach here on the husband coach, because what we're doing is we're finding ways to love our wife every single day. And when we withhold an apology and we drive her away and we isolate her, oh, man, you you are missing the mark completely. And if you feel like you can't apologize because you will lose respect from your wife. Let me be the first person to tell you that is actually the exact opposite. That is some backwards culture nonsense that holds no merit to marriage, period. Doesn't matter. When you apologize, what you are doing is you are saying, I acknowledge I did something here that hurt you. And and call those things out in the apology. Do not just say, I'm sorry. Great. You know, you're, you're sorry. Uh, what are you sorry for? That's the very first thing that my wife asks me whenever I say, I'm sorry. So instead, what I do is, in, in my apologies, is I spell out what I perceive after hearing what she said hurts her, right? So if it's something like, hey, you said you were going to do this and you didn't. And because you didn't do this, I wasn't able to do X, Y, Z. So in that situation, I would probably say, okay, look, 
I understand that I was supposed to do this, right? That's the very first step. I'm taking responsibility for what I didn't do. And because I didn't do this, I realized that it caused this to happen to you. Now I'm acknowledging that because I didn't take responsibility, I did some or something happened to her. So the very final step to wrap those things together is then you say, because of that, I apologize. And then you follow it up with whatever your intent is in order to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Now, it's important that you follow those steps, not necessarily verbatim or exact, because every situation is going to be able to be just a little bit different. Um, but it's important that you have a sequence of first taking responsibility. All right. And then explaining that you identify what happened when you did not follow through on your responsibility, because that's the very first thing that our wives want us to do. They want us to acknowledge that we failed at our responsibility, which if you did own it, you failed at it. Okay. It's not the end of the world. You failed at our responsibility. Own that. And then the second thing that she wants us to do is to follow through with how that affected her, because now you're making it very personal for her. And then you follow through with the apology, not because you failed to do something, but because of your failure to do something, you hurt your wife. Hopefully that made some sense. Uh, you know, this is something it'll be covered in the drill this week. So make sure you sign up for the newsletter. But if you are practicing this, I guarantee you it makes perfect sense in the situation. I'm going to give you uh, in the drill a way of apologizing that comes out sincerely. Now, here's the deal. If you are a habitual line stepper or if you are a person who constantly is needing to apologize uh, I want you to take another step back. OK, not only do you apologize for the situation, but you have to say, OK, what are the consistent habits that I do that get me into this situation? If you are not doing the self-assessment to figure out why you are constantly, constantly, <laughs> if you're not figuring out why it is that you have to always apologize for something. Um, you're, you're missing the mark. All right. And I'm laughing because I have personally struggled with this, this one thing, not apologizing, but over apologizing for the same thing and the same thing. And, you know, uh, one, I, I present myself to you, not as a person who is an expert in marriage, uh, or an expert of being a husband, but as a person who is a husband and actively working uh, on building my marriage and making myself a better husband for my wife so that she can be blessed. I'm laughing because that just, you know, all came to revelation for me as I was like, OK, yeah, that's exactly what I need to work on. Um, and I thought of some ways that I can personally improve. So that's why I was laughing, not because I want to laugh at, at anyone or, or uh, 
that is not my intent. Okay. Now, bottom line, if you are not focusing on the habits that got you into the situation, all right, this is key. You are not sincerely apologizing. What you are doing is manipulating your wife. And I am not teaching anyone that listens to this podcast or watches this YouTube channel how to manipulate your wife. Okay. We are learning how to love our wife. And if you are just trying to figure out how do I get out of trouble with my wife uh, whenever I get into it, then you're missing the point. Okay. This is not a like uh, Jedi mind tricks, if you will, for marriage. That's not what I'm teaching. Okay. All right. So I think we, we kind of hit in on the apologizing it is extremely important that we focus on the habits that get us there and then sincerely apologize and make efforts in order to keep from causing the same situation. And sometimes it's going to take time uh, and be honest with your wife. Say, hey, look, I get it. I, I do this. I analyze this about myself. And here is what I'm doing to try and circumvent that or to minimize having to come to this same conversation over and over again, okay? When you do that, it does help a little bit. Uh, and I'll, I'll even say it helps a lot because it sets expectation that you do identify that you do something and your wife can appreciate the fact that, okay, he he is understanding that he is doing something. So let's go into the number four thing and the final thing that I'm going to discuss today in reference to things that husbands struggle with the most in marriage. All right. And this one I am guilty of again. Uh, I truly, truly, truly understand. All right. This is probably one of the biggest things for every man period. All right. Now, it is over-talking during an argument. Over-talking during an argument. How many times have you found yourself just speaking at your wife or trying to speak over your wife while you are in the middle of an argument and you're yelling back and forth? Completely unproductive. 100% unproductive. It does not help your marriage. It's important that you understand this now because if you learn how to have a argument with your wife and you learn to speak less during the argument, and I'm not saying to just be quiet, okay? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you learn to articulate yourself in less words that are direct to whatever the, the statements are or the situation, and then you allow your wife to speak. Now, here's some, some ways of overcoming the speaking too much during an argument. Because let's face it, sometimes we as men say some dumb stuff, all right? We say some stuff and we're like, oh man, did I really just say that? And then we just have to commit to it, right? Um, Let's overcome those scenarios right now. So 
as soon as you enter into an argument or some sort of conversation with your wife, let her speak. Just shh. Just do that. All right. Be quiet. Let her speak. Listen to what she has to say. This is not a secret. Okay. I think everyone understands that in order to have a good conversation, you have to first hear what the other person is saying. Now, what are we listening for? Because women, they do not always come out direct with what it is that they're saying, okay? Or what it is that they're upset about. And as men, we hear the words, but not the purpose behind the words or the true hurt behind the words. So how do you figure that out? Okay. If you have never heard of the speaker listener technique, I'll give it to you in very, very short nuggets here. When your wife speaks, you listen. And then when she's done speaking, you paraphrase back to her what she said. She will then tell you, yes, that's exactly what I meant. Or no, that is not what I meant. Here's what I'm actually trying to say. Now, once you get the yes, this is exactly what I meant, then it is your turn to respond to her. Now, our response is so important, okay? Because the very first thing you want to do is speak less in an argument or in a heated conversation, however you want to look at it. You want to speak less. So what you're going to do instead of saying blah, 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 blah. Instead, start with what it is that you heard, like after she confirmed it. Start with that. Say, okay, this is what we're talking about. And then you speak whatever you have to say in short sentences that are direct to the point. Avoid using filler words like, uh, um, you know what I mean? D- don't do that. Okay. Those, those things, uh, um, and if it happens, it happens, but do your best to refrain from using filler words when you are having a heated conversation, because most of the time, you know, just pay attention next time you guys are having one of these conversations. Most of the time, if your wife is mad, she's only paying attention to a handful of the words that you're saying anyway, just so she can jump back on you. Oh, almost knocked my coffee over. Uh, so she can jump back on the words that you said when she was upset. She's looking for trigger words. So be very cognizant of what it is that you're saying and say it in a very brief and short sentence. Okay. Be direct to what it is that you're trying to tell her and be very brief. Allow her an opportunity to respond to you. She may not be using the speaker listener technique. All right. Do not cut her off. All right. One of the best ways to speak less in a conversation is not to speak when she is speaking. Uh, One, it's rude. Uh, Any any conversation that you are cutting a person off uh, it, it's just rude. So let the other person speak and then you share what it is that you were going to say. Now I get it. We want to be heard and we're men 
and she better understand where I'm coming from or else, right? If that is your mentality, one, you're not finding a way to love your wife. So you're already missing the mark. Uh, But two, you're not going to have any good conversations if all you're trying to do is be heard, right? The best way to have a conversation with another person is to first show them that you hear what they're saying, because then they are more likely to hear what you are saying. It doesn't work in every single conversation, but it definitely works in marriage. Maybe not in that instant, right? You may have a hard time having a conversation with your wife today, but tomorrow she may be willing to sit down and say, okay, hey, let's talk this through a little bit more. And that is your opportunity to really be maybe because now you're not in an argument, right? Now you're in a conversation. That brings us to our summary for today. Let's just recap really quickly on the four things that we talked about. So the first one was isolating. This is spending too much time away from your wife intentionally and deliberately and not capitalizing on the opportunities that you have when you are home. If you happen to be deliberately or intentionally taken away because of work or other interests. Moral of the story, we need to be present with our wives in those uh, situations and and just being home, uh, spending time with our wife doesn't always have to be home, right? Uh, You can take your wife on these trips, whatever, if you can, if you can take your wife on the trip, you know, and if not, do things with your wife so that she doesn't feel isolated from you. The next one is withholding along the same lines of isolation, but this one is specifically holding back information that could lead to a deeper and more intimate relationship. Not talking about sex, a more intimate relationship, meaning that your wife understands more about you. She gets to know more about you and she feels love because you're willing to share some sensitive or uh, deeper situations. And they don't all have to be like negative, mushy, filly, deep uh, situations, all right? There are ways of getting exactly what it is that you want to share with your wife that is not mushy, but you absolutely have to be a little bit more vulnerable, which means you're opening yourself up to her and trusting her with that. The next one is apologizing. And I think this one is pretty self-explanatory, but moral of the story, we need to own our responsibilities and then acknowledge what it is that we did to hurt our wives, to get into a situation where we're apologizing. And then the other key piece here is assessing what habits we have that continuously drive us in to this Uh, state of needing to apologize. Very important. And then the last one, we talked about not over speaking in an argument or over talking. This is key if we want to have good conversational skills with our wives and make sure that she can hear what it is that we're saying when we say it. Now, not everyone is struggling with all four of these things. And I get that. 
But in some way, shape, or form, one of these four things stands out the most when it comes to being a husband. Now, some of you may be wondering, well, why didn't you talk about uh, being attracted to other women or, you know, things along those lines? Uh, Because one, when you get married, you are saying you only have eyes for your wife. If you have an adulterous mindset where you want to step out on the marriage, then here's what I would say to that. First, don't do it. Second, what is your wife's value to you that you would do something that deliberately hurts her? That is intentionally hurting your wife. Uh, these four things may not be intentional and these four things are very common in just living with our wives, but adultery is just a thing that you intentionally want to go and do to hurt your wife. That's why I didn't cover it. So if that is something that you're struggling with, uh, first don't do it, stay away from it. There is no benefit to committing adultery, all right? Your wife is going to be hurt from it. It's going to destroy your marriage, your confidence in the trust that you may already have built um, or that you're trying to build goes out the window. So like adultery, does it, it never leads to anything beneficial, all right? So stay away from affairs altogether. Just cut it off. Uh, and if that's something you're struggling with, I, I definitely recommend that you find a mentor that is willing to help you in your best interest. I talked about this in, in other episodes, but it's so important that you find someone who can speak truth into your life in a way that builds you up and drives you to become a better man. Someone that you uh, look up to and that you admire and you have respect in the wisdom that they're providing for you. Okay, this is one of those things you just have to be coached through if it is something that is consistently bothering you. But these four things that I covered today, they're so, so important to learn in marriage early on so we can love our wives every single day. If you found value in this episode and you're on YouTube, consider subscribing or just hit the like button. You know, let's get this into the hands of people that you think would benefit the most from it. Uh, And just by doing those things, subscribing, following, liking, uh, commenting, it helps algorithms across multiple platforms, be it a, a podcasting platform or YouTube, that it'll pop up in the inboxes or the feeds of people who the platform believes should be able to see this information and this content. Uh, So your actions just helps the spread the word. So if you're finding value, please consider doing uh, one of those things. And it greatly, greatly is appreciated. So until the next time, you know what I want you to do. Find a way to love your wife every day. Peace.